Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, my guest is Maureen Edwards, who is the founder of Eight Simple Steps. Welcome. Thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate you having me here. Great. So you're, you have a very strong uh, expert background in uh, branding, marketing, and business strategist. Yes. Um, and yes. also you're a, an inventor. Yeah, that's how I started my entrepreneurial journey. So so tell us some about that. So I was a corporate girl all the way. I absolutely loved climbing the corporate ladder, wearing my business suits every day. I achieved, you know, great success with it. And uh and one day I had an aha moment and I created, you know, I discovered, invented, patented a pet product. And uh, I had to make a big decision after a year of due diligence. I mean, I didn't just run out, jump out and leave that big job. Right. After a year, I had to make a decision. And so I leveraged everything to create a manufacturing facility to commercialize that product. Okay. And I'll be completely honest with you. Corporate is not the same as starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur. Yep. As good as I was in corporate. That didn't mean I was going to be that good in creating, building, uh, scaling a business. In fact, at the four-month mark, I almost lost everything and leveraged my 401k, my house, and even my kids' college education. Wow. So when we say risk, I took a huge risk, but it was very calculated. But the difference really was, is you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't find somebody to help you with it, it isn't going to go anywhere. And that was a hard lesson. Right. I know one of the, one of the things you say is you don't have to know everything about business, you know? So, you know, that's, that's something when, when you're talking about that, what do you mean by that? I believe we all have talents. And we should stay in our lane and use our brain power and our creativity and that talent and maximize it for our business. And then identify your gaps and what your business needs and bring somebody else who can fill those in for you. And a good example is I was very successful in marketing, branding, strategy business development and the design of the products. I thrived in it. It was skyrocketing, but that's only a portion of my business, right? right? How about logistics? Setting up a manufacturing facility in India, having hundreds of orders, people waiting for it and no way to get it to them because operations is not my strength. So I remember when I was going to lose everything and um, I saw a an article about SCORE and SCORE mentors. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go and talk to this man. And I gave him all my problems, <laughs> just laid it on the line. I was basically in tears. Right. And uh, he said to me, you need to get an operations specialist, even if it's part-time, because this is not what you're good at. And if you don't, 
what's the end result? And the first thing I said, which is what I swear every entrepreneur says, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. He looked me straight in the eye, Gary, and he said, you can't afford not to. Yep. It's amazing how we find the money when it really matters to us. But at the end of the day, it should have never gotten to that point because you really just have to identify what really works in business, what somebody else knows and can complement it. And that's how you move it forward. And sure enough, I brought somebody in who knew how to get that product out there. And within six, seven months, I had created an international brand with 1,100 stores. And I was able to sell that company in three years, allowing me to be very thoughtful about what I wanted to do next. Right. But if I can avoid this, this is what my mission is. So many people fall into the same trap and they have passion. They have a good product. They can really make a difference with who they serve. But at the end of the day, they jump into it backwards, Mm -hmm. not in the right order of implementing the right things. And I think ego gets in the way, just like it did for me. I know everything. Uh, I'm going to make this work. And there's no place for ego if you're going to be successful. And it was a hard lesson. And I make sure this this is why I do what I do. Let me make sure that you don't become part of the 20% of small businesses that will go out of business this year. Right, right. I mean, so again, like you said, I mean, as as a uh, entrepreneur, business owner, um, again, a lot of us think that we own businesses and there were entrepreneurs when in reality is we own a job. Um, and, and, and until we can come for full circle, like you did, um, we own a job. Uh, many people are very good tacticians and decide to go into business, um, and try to do everything themselves. Mm-hmm. And they really handicap themselves in being able to, to, to grow their business and to get to where they really want to be. Um, You've been there, you know, but, but besides that you went out and found, how, how did you go about finding this expert to help you? Well, I went back to my network. I had a really strong network. And, you know, I remember when I was leaving, my boss came to me and said, I'll hold your job open for you for six months because I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there I was in sweatpants in my basement, totally isolated. And I was thinking, you know, we, we have to believe in ourselves. We have yep. to believe in the mission. We cannot listen to people who do not know really what you're doing. But I went out to my network. I actually went back to her and said, things are going great. You know, they're so good. I need an operations specialist, right? I didn't, I, I couldn't tell her that I was in this crisis, right, 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 because of what she said. But I knew her network was even larger. I came from pharma. I knew the operations and the supply chain people. And I reached out to them and I said, look, I can't hire you full time. But I think I was one of the first people to do that fractional, right. like CMO, yep. you know, yep. I said, can you just help me, even if it's just on the weekends? And I will pay you. This is not, you know, yeah. pro bono. That's how I found um, an amazing person. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that 
we always and and you know i've written some books and one of them was you know the right team the right plan and -hmm. it is you have to pick the right team and you you have to let everybody collaborate um even though they may be fractional people for you but but you need to let them all talk um I know you do a lot of mentoring with people and things like that. I mean, what, I guess, what advice would you have for somebody who is starting out or they've started up their business and they're kind of, kind of stuck? Yeah. I have one thing that I say to every one of them because I work with the starters and I work with the turnarounders. Mm-hmm. Those are my two. And when I identify where the gap is, it's completely consistent. Um, the gap with the, the turnarounds and those starting, I say, build your brand before you ever build your business and run out and start marketing it. And that's the biggest thing people skip. And it's the concrete you pour for your whole business to secure sustainability. And what I mean by this is a good example is somebody I met yesterday beautiful website. They are marketing like crazy. They got emails going out. They're on four different social media platforms. Um, They have uh, podcasts that they're doing. Oh my gosh, they're doing so much marketing. And they said, we can't convert anybody. I said, you don't have a marketing problem. You have a messaging problem. Right. And branding is identifying a very niche target audience. That's the very, very first thing. And they, their audience was, we serve everybody. This product's for everybody. And I said, you serve everybody. That means you serve nobody. They're all confused. The second is, what is your value? You need to know how you change somebody's life and not features, but the real benefits. The third is that 5 million new businesses were created last year. We're all swimming in competition. How are you going to elevate yourself and cut through the noise? That's the third. And then the most important is how do you pull all of this together and create a clear, concise, consistent, compelling, and customer-centric message that resonates with that right fit audience and is relevant to them and builds that trust? That is what you're going to say and show up with every marketing campaign. And that's where your messaging is going to start converting. So for the starters who want to start right, that's how we do it. For those who have come to me, which is more people than starters here. Oh, I, bet. I mean, it, it skyrockets the first quarter. I'm super busy because nobody had a good year, <laughs> the year following. Or they are really not having a good year. And by October, they're like, we are spinning our wheels. We're 18 months into it. We're two years into this. The one I got yesterday is three years into this with a lot of money. And they go, what's wrong? And I'm like, why did you wait this long? Like, why? We are here. We're telling you how to start right. And they just, they just want to do it themselves. Right. And they, they take the hard path. So build your brand before you build your business. And if you right now are not converting, take a step back and let's look at your messaging and the audience you're trying to reach. That's really what, what I would recommend. So in, in going through that, because I think a lot of people get really confused between branding, marketing, and advertising. Yes. So can you give kind of... A, a, 
a good clear distinction between those so for people to understand because I know when I first got into business uh, on my own because companies I worked for before they all did it themselves type thing I didn't understand that either sometimes mm -hmm. I think I still don't understand it but if you can kind of break that down for us in, in in simple terms all right so the way I look at it is branding is your science there are all the things that people don't want to do because it may not be that sexy as the marketing part. That's like the art. But what branding is, and it works synergistically with marketing. You can't have one without the other. Believe it or not, they right. both yep. work together. They're not in silos. But the brand is what's happening behind the scenes. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. And you're creating it by knowing who your customer is and what resonates with them. Everything you do behind the scenes with the science, you turn it over to marketing to give it something to work with. And what it works with is the tactical. It's the campaigns. It's reaching out digitally with social media platforms or email or even advertising. I mean, that's all part of it. Right. Radio, speaking engagements, conferences, that's all reaching the customer. But what customer? Right. What do you say when you show up? Marketing needs branding to give it something to work with. So like I say, it's the concrete poured and then the marketing is like the new granite countertops, the pretty curtains and, uh, and keeps reinforcing and being consistent with what you created. Right. I don't know if that helps a little no, bit. No, no, no. I, I think it does because again, I think that the, like I said, I think that lots of times people think branding is okay that's my logo um yes um, absolutely or their name <laughs> exactly and i i think that's what people really think that the branding is but as you said it it's so much more um and you have to have that branding before you can truly do the correct marketing and and get the right message um and i'm not saying that that logos are not part of branding they right. absolutely are. Your colors, your logo, your tagline, but that's created in messaging. But you have to know your customer because there are certain colors that may not actually be uh, relevant for the customers or resonate with them. So, yes. And like I said, that's the art. I mean, that's the sexy part. Everybody wants to go create these beautiful graphic logos and they spend a lot of time getting the URL for their website with their name take a step back. You'll get there. And what you create is going to be so much more impactful once you do the other stuff first. Yeah. I, I think some of what people are afraid of or, or don't look at, they want the money coming in the door right away. But, yeah. you know, it could be the wrong money because it's not where you really want to be um, from, from an audience, you know, clientele or whatever you know, that you're going to. Um, so I always, I always tell people, like you said, rush into things mm -hmm. um, and don't, don't always have a good plan. And I think that's the biggest thing is you have to create that plan first before you really go. And, and I always tell people, you know, you have that business plan. Part of that business plan is the branding and marketing and, mm -hmm. and everything else. But so many people don't, they, they just jump right in and go. And, and sometimes that comes back and, and bites them a little bit. 
It's funny that you say this because the first thing I say to um, somebody who's starting their business, I said, okay, let's pull out your SWOT. Have you done a SWOT on this? What your strengths are, you know, what your gaps and weaknesses are, you know, opportunities, threats that could really bring you down. And they don't even know what it is. And so this is where I say there's a disconnect and, and I think you're right. Impatience gets in it. Okay. I created this now I'm going to throw it out there, see what sticks and the money should be rolling in. It doesn't work that way. And even marketing doesn't work that way. Marketing takes time. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes trial and error. You got to pivot real quick. If it's not going well, social media, like organic growth takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of consistency. But I say, always keep it simple. If you're brand new, why are you on four things? Right. Right. Let's get you on two that you really understand the platform. And they're the two your audience is on, right? right. Like, why are you on yep. TikTok? If nobody else is on it. Right. So I, I think that people just kind of have to rein it in. And the more simple it is, the more powerful it will be. Yeah. And I, I, I think the consistency is important also because I see people that will run like, you know, one ad or or one campaign, if you want to call it, but then there's no follow-up behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, that didn't work. So I'm I'm moving to the next thing. And it's like, well, it takes you a little bit of time to, to get traction just because somebody hears your name once doesn't mean, or your tagline or whatever once doesn't mean they're going to drop everything and come running. And that I think is one of the best things said because consistency is the secret weapon. Once you've created the brand identity, you need to show up over and over and over again for them to really get it through their head, for them to really start building that trust. And there's actually an interesting statistic out there for companies who are consistent to their brand voice, their tone, their colors, and showing up every day. Mm-hmm. Their revenue is 33% more than those who just are winging it all right. over the place. Um, you know, they show up in social media and, you know, they they may be a pet groomer and it's talking about pet grooming and showing, you know, and then they throw in, oh, my daughter graduated. I just want to show you and, and talk about, you know, how my daughter graduated with straight A's. That's what? Yeah. Huh? You just confused your dog grooming, Right. Right. Yeah. So if if somebody's in business, whatever, let's say 10 years and they were to come to you Mm -hmm. because they're not sure, how does something like that look? They're not sure about what? Is this at the scaling part? Yeah. If they're, you know, they're, I'm going to say they're kind of lost. They have a good, you know, decent business going but they're kind of lost. They're not sure if their if their branding is right or their marketing is meeting, reaching the right people and stuff like that. How would you work with someone like that? Well, when I see a business that has lasted 10 years, where the majority of businesses, about 50, 60 percent are already wiped out by the yep. five year market, five year mark, I, I have a party. I celebrate. I say to them, your brand has resonated. Your message to your customer has stuck. Um, and you have been obviously profitable to have a sustainable business for 10 years. Now, like, let's take a step back. We don't go switching all that. Once you create your brand, it's like a marriage. You don't really divorce yourself from it unless it's not working, or maybe you've partnered 
with somebody, you know, you, you both have brands and now you kind of have to, you know, we have a lot of banks out there merging and they've got to come up with a new name. That may be a different situation, but if you are a business owner, 10 years in business, have a party, you've done the right things, right? It's been sustainable. Now let's look at opening up new channels of distribution, maybe adding new um, services, a new product line. Are you upselling and cross-selling at a level that you could be? And one of the absolute best ways to grow a business, and they've got to be doing this if it's 10 years, is love your customers more than your prospects. It's amazing to me that 98% of the marketing budget for companies is spent on getting a new customer. Lead, 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 prospect, prospect, prospect. And I say, take a step back. You have people who have waved their hand. They love you. They're buying from you. All you need to do is go back and get a few more from them and you'll increase your business. I, I think the number is that if you get, if you take 10% of your clientele and you ask them to buy one more thing, you will grow your business by 50%. I think that's what the stat is. And yet we don't nurture them. And, and your so acquisition cost at that point is almost zero. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. You've got them on your email, like have special sales. They're your exclusive supporters. They're your advocates. Go back to them. Don't lose touch with them. And so somebody at that 10-year market mark may have lost touch with customers. Let's take a look at who has loved you in the past, but maybe dropped off, reignite a relationship, but then let's also open new avenues, maybe a new course, a new service, a new product that's a line extension. Maybe you partner with another complementary, you know, uh, product, branded product that you can offer. So I think that at the 10-year mark, different mentality, different issues, but at that point, they've got to look at scaling instead of just staying stagnant. Right. So, so the, what I'm hearing you say is, is that how you would work with somebody who is a startup or two years in or three years in and somebody who has been around for a while is going to be totally different because there's different things that you're going to do with them. But there's still plenty that you can do to help them grow their existence as it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everybody's at a different stage. Mm -hmm. um, regardless of what business or industry you're in, the processes are the same. Right. So we really analyze where are your gaps and let's fix them because everybody has gaps and your gaps at the 10-year mark is going to be completely different than the, the starters and, and those who are struggling. But let's look at how we grow this business and we're very thoughtful and smart about it because that's what that is all about maybe adding people. Do we add another restaurant? Do we add another food truck? Like let's run these numbers. Right. Um, and so do we reignite a brand that maybe their life cycle was on the decline or, or you ignored it and brought other things, but we can reignite the interest and get people more involved and maybe a new audience. Their problems are different and their opportunities are different. So yes, I work with everybody differently. Great. What, um, what advice would you have for somebody um, or, or do you have kind of a, 
a checkup, you know, type thing. If somebody's like, okay, I, I am, I'm whatever, 24 years into the business, you know, is my branding and marketing still right for what I want and for what I'm trying to do for my business? I think the best thing to do there, Gary, is to ask your customers. I think that sometimes we're afraid to ask because we may not like to hear what they say, but talk about valuable information. And it's never as scary as we think, especially if you've got a good customer base, you've been asking for testimonials and have gotten great reviews over the years. But now it's maybe time to go back to them and say, what do you think of us at this moment? What are we doing right? And what can we improve upon? Not what are we doing wrong, but how can we serve you better? Okay. And give them an incentive to fill out those type of surveys. I'll tell you honestly, I don't know how you are, but I get those surveys all the time. And and if I'm really interested, I'll take the few minutes, but don't give me a 20 minute questionnaire. Be very thoughtful yeah. with your questions and maybe give them an incentive like, fill this out and we'll give you 10% off or a free consultation. But getting that advice at that point will give you a really good indication of what is next. It's listening, it's listening to the people who have kept you there. Right, right. So Maureen, we've, we've, we've covered a bunch in, in a, a quick period of time here. What have I not asked you that you wish I had? And how that's going to be. <laughs> I think asking me, who should go into business and who shouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. I know everybody gets excited to control their destiny and be their own boss, but I'm going to say to you, don't become an entrepreneur until you have thoroughly worked the mistakes through, you have gotten a few clients, you feel more confident, and the best way to do that is to keep your day job. Okay, work off of somebody else's money with an exit plan on the side if this is truly what you want. And you can test the waters. It may not be for you, but don't jump. So I hate the word side hustle. I call it a side exit. Okay, that's not, you're not hustling just for an extra vacation. If you are, that's awesome. But if you really want to control what the future looks like, Find out what it's like to be an entrepreneur before you become an entrepreneur. Right. Those are the ones who should be entrepreneurs if it's working and successful. Right. That's that's great advice. If, if people like what they hear more and they want to reach out to you, get your help, pick your brain, how can they reach out to you? You can go to my website, 8simplesteps.net. Um, or you can reach me at my email, which is goldfish at eightsimplesteps.net. And the goldfish is a long story and it's on my it's on my website. There is a story behind that. Uh, as much. <laughs> there, there is. Um, and I'm all on the social media platforms. You can link in with me both personally and on my company page, eightsimplesteps.net. My Facebook page is start and stay in business and I'm on Instagram as well. Great. I really appreciate your time today. I really appreciate what you had to say. I think that um, 
it doesn't make a difference how long somebody's been in business or if they're even thinking about getting in business, you would be a great contact to have to be able to help them, you know, with their messaging, with their branding and, and just maybe even a sanity check here and there. Absolutely. You know, reach out to me. And if I'm not the right person, and I'm very honest, if I can't help you, I will find somebody who can, or I'll be completely honest of where to go next to get yourself prepared for this very big endeavor that is life changing. And, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm very honest about that, Gary. Great, great. I do really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you letting me come into your audience's life. And hopefully the things that I said, it's going to make a difference for at least one of them. Great. Thank you. Thank this you. week, our guest was Maureen Edwards, who is the founder of 8 Simple Steps. I'll see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.